Hi, and welcome to Stressed, the podcast to develop your stress resilience. Being ambitious and successful while living a happy life is possible. Learn how you can better cope with stress in day-to-day -day situations by applying tools and techniques that work for you. My name is Julia Arndt, and I'm extremely grateful that you decided to check out my podcast today. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome back to Stressed, the podcast to develop your stress resilience. I am super excited that you are checking out today's podcast episode, where we're going to speak about how to set boundaries. And in order to explore this topic in more depth, I invited a really special podcast interview guest to today's podcast. Her name is Jessica Stansberry, and I initially met Jessica on YouTube because I was watching one of her videos on how to uh, do a, something on Photoshop and I I found it so interesting and inspiring of what she was doing that I started to dive a little bit deeper into all of the things that she's offering and finally reached out to her and asked her for a podcast interview. So I'm really excited to have her on the show today because she is telling us her own personal story of how she became an entrepreneur and how she was learning how to better set boundaries in her life. So if you're listening to this podcast episode right now and you're thinking, oh, it's only for entrepreneurs, please know. <laughs> no matter if you're an entrepreneur or you're working in a company, it doesn't matter. There's a lot of really valuable information that I'm sharing today and that Jessica is sharing with you. So, so please stay and please listen to all of the cool things that Jessica tells us. So just a little bit more about Jessica. So out of desperation, Jessica started her own graphic design business in 2010 after having her first child. And today she's a famous YouTuber with over 43,000 subscribers, an infopreneur selling online courses on web design and DIY websites. And she's also the host of her own podcast, Grit, that is listed among the top 100 business podcasts in only six weeks. And as I mentioned in our interview, we are really exploring a lot of inspiring, funny and eye-opening topics. She's such a wonderful, bubbly person and I'm so excited to share her with you today. And we will talk, for example, about how to set boundaries when working from home, how to set boundaries with negative people, how to set boundaries with a growing online community, how to set boundaries with a growing business, and how to set boundaries, for example, on social media, no matter if you are uh, an entrepreneur or you're just working for a company, it doesn't matter at all. So really lots of cool topics. Jessica, of course, is also sharing with us a couple of tips on how to grow a successful business and why focus and resilience are so important for growth. And that doesn't just apply to businesses, but also to your own personality. And that's the perfect segue into the second topic that I really wanted to share with you today. Because before we're jumping into the interview with Jessica, just two minutes on my new online coaching program that I want to share with you today because I'm so, so excited about it. I've put a lot of sweat and work and love into this program because my to my experience, I've been working with a lot of people over the last couple of months and people are usually really inspired and motivated to change something in their life, but they need a little bit of help because that's just what we need sometimes. We sometimes need help from an, from an outside perspective, from an external perspective to really bring transformations into our lives. And so, yeah, I'm super excited to share with you that I'm launching the From Stressed to Empowered online coaching program on July 17th, but it is already available for purchase today. So if you are interested, you can head over to my website www.bluemountainmindfulness.com forward slash courses and you will find all the information about my beautiful online coaching program there on the website. And for my faithful podcast listeners, for you, I have put together a really special discount. You receive 20% on the program if you sign up before July 17th. You just have to head over to my website and the discount code is the following. It's all capital letters, 
early, so E-A-R-L-Y, and then four threes, so three, 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 three. So early 3333 is the discount code for you if you want to start making long-lasting changes in your life and that is really that you are investing in your own transformation. The program was already tested and successfully completed by individuals from companies like Google, Facebook, Dropbox, Headspace, McKinsey, Elastic and Andreessen Horowitz. So really, I'm so excited to share it with you and to share with you all of the tools and techniques that really have helped me in my stress management that I am applying on a daily basis because you got to work on stress on a daily basis. You know, it's, it's exactly the same if you want to live a healthy lifestyle that you have to work out on a regular basis and eat healthy, it's the same with stress management as well. And stress management at the end of the day is really all about self-exploration and personal development to bring long-lasting mental and physical changes into your life. So yeah, I'm really excited to share this with you. Head over, find some more information and apply the discount code. And then when you're purchasing the program today or tomorrow or at the end of the week, Week, um, you will start having access to all of the material starting on July 17th, but the discount code is only available until July 17th. So head on over there and get your 20% discount as my faithful podcast listener, because I'm so grateful that you're here and I'm so grateful that you want to learn more about stress management. So without further ado, I am going to have you listened to the interview with Jessica. So here we go. Hi, Jessica. I'm so Hello. excited to have you on my podcast today. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to have you on my podcast. Um, I'm, a little, I'm a little Jessica Stansberry fan. <laughs> um, like, you, you've been helping me building my own business um, through all of your cool YouTube tutorials. So, And I've just thought that you are such a wonderful person that I thought I just need to ask Jessica if she's coming on my podcast so well thank you, you so are. much yeah thank you so much um, that's awesome pick us up a little bit where are you located uh, what time is it and what have you been up to this morning Oh, sure. Okay. So I'm in the mountains of North Carolina um, and it is noon, just a little past noon. Um, and this morning already, I went to town with my children in tow and had an in-person meeting with one of my in-person clients. And then I went to get them a haircut because they're boys and they were starting to look like girls and they were getting really mad at me because their hair looked rough. So we did haircuts and then I came home and now I'm here. Very nice. Great. And so it's three hours ahead of time from my time zone. And yeah, I'm, I already mentioned a little bit you're into the whole YouTube tutorial thing, but tell us a little bit more about yourself. Who, you are, who are you and what's been kind of going on maybe over the last five years for you? Yeah. So I originally started my business in 2010 after I had my first son. Um, and it was kind of out of desperation. I hated my corporate job, like with a fiery burning passion. <laughs> it was bad. Um, and I just really, I couldn't bring myself to put him in daycare and go back to a job that I hated. Like I just could not do it. So I started my business, um, then. And at the time I was a basically anything designer, like graphic designer, business cards, what, whatever you needed, I would do it. Okay. Um, cause I have a design background. Um, and my college degree is in advertising and then there was like a focus on design. So I did that. And then I ran into the world of blogging, um, shortly thereafter. Cause I think that happens basically anytime that you take a new like lease on life. And for me, I was like this new stay at home mom and, this new mom in general. And like, I found these mommy bloggers who knew more than I did. And I like dove in. Mm -hmm. And so of course I'm like, Oh, I want to start a blog. And, but they were all ugly at the time. So that's been like not right at nine years ago. Mm -hmm. And they were all on like blogger or blog spot which you know what that is. service. Yeah. I don't even know that it's still around, but it, they were all on that. I think blogger yeah. is still around. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And they were ugly. Like they just were not pretty. And so I decided to learn to teach myself web design um, and be able to 
have a pretty blog for myself. And then when I did, more and more people started coming my way, asking me to do theirs. So mm. after that, I transitioned into web design. I had the web design business until 2016, where I kind of transitioned out of that into what I am now, which is more like an information entrepreneur or an infopreneur. I sell courses. Um, I teach a lot about productivity, about YouTube, content marketing, um, I'm really getting into the motivational type thing with my new podcast and mm -hmm. yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah, that's so cool. And um, I feel like 2010 was kind of the time as well when like people started to like start YouTube tutorials um, mm -hmm. and blog, like write, writing blogs. Like I feel like there's just been this huge wave. Um, how did you decide in 2016 to kind of move? And I, like, I'm doing something different now. <laughs> yeah. So I basically got really burnt out on web design. Um, mm -hmm. I, I fully believe that our businesses need to be something we're passionate about. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't passionate about web design. Um, it was just something I was good at. Like it wasn't necessarily something that I just like woke up every morning. I was like, I can't wait to design a website today. Um, and so I started like, okay, what can I do that I am going to be passionate about? And I loved like somebody would tag me in a Facebook group and be like, Oh, I know you design websites. So like, how do I do this? Or how do I do this in Photoshop? Or how do I do this thing here? Mm -hmm. Um, and so once I started seeing that there was a need for these tutorials on YouTube, I started putting them up and they started getting views. And I realized that I could like make a living selling courses on this type of thing. So what I did was I maintained clients on the web design front, but I didn't, I didn't market it anymore. Mm -hmm. And then I started marketing like the courses I was selling. I created a course called DIY your website, which was like how to do your own website. Mm -hmm. Um, and it did, had a really good launch. It did really well. And, um, that's when I was like, okay, I'm done. Um, yes. So that, that was really what it was. I just wasn't passionate about it. It wasn't something mm -hmm. I loved. It took a lot of hours. And mm -hmm. I really, I think I'm, I'm in my best version of me when I'm helping people on a broader spectrum. Mm -hmm. That's really nicely explained. And so you said a little bit like you were burnt out from like web design. Do you think it was just like you just didn't enjoy it or did it also show... I don't know, in like your health or your mental well-being? Like, what was that like for you? I was working literally all the time um, because I, you know, web design is not something that takes like a small amount of hours. Like it's a pretty labor intensive process, um, especially when I was, I was doing custom sites. And um, at one point my husband was even like, you need a schedule <laughs> because it just was like, I would get up, I would work, I would do what I needed to do on the mom front, right? Like I would take my kids where they needed to go or whatever. And then I would work and I would work. And then at night I would work and it just, it was all the time. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that it like necessarily took hold of my health at all, but mentally I could tell that it was really impacting me. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was having a lot of not so great clients basically. And, mm -hmm. and that really negatively impacts me. Um, I notice, and I think this, everybody's this way, but, um, we remember the bad things more than we remember the good. I could have had 10 clients who were amazing. And that one was just like, Oh, you know? And so it started affecting me in that way. Um, so I really started seeing that. And still to this day, um, I have someone else on my team moderate my YouTube comments before I see them. Mm. Um, I actually I, watched that YouTube video. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because because I think it's so like, it's so true, right? Like when you're getting just so many negative comments, you still you still see the negative comments more than you see the positive comments. Totally. And they're dumb comments. Like yeah. I'll get comments on YouTube that are like, your eyebrows are black. Yes, I'm aware. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to, I don't know. That's the way God puts those <laughs> on my face. I don't, I don't know what to tell yeah. you. And I think it's because my hair is red, like it throws people off, but, um, mm. and it, or it's like, I had one where some girl commented and was like, you need lipstick. Mm -hmm. Thanks. Mm -hmm. And I honestly, if I think about them, like they don't really bother me, but in the moment they bother me. Yeah. So I have to put up a barrier that's like, I don't need this negativity. And yeah. I was having a lot of negativity in the web design world because it was like one client after another client where they, they were just a problem or 
we would, they would totally approve a web design spectrum. Like, you know, they would approve it. We would go to build it and then they would completely change their mind. And Mm -hmm. I would go to like charge the fee that happens when that, when they would do that and they would yell at me. And so it was just like this whole like negative experience that I needed to get myself out of. Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's really interesting because there's a few things that I hear as a stress management coach where it's like, yes, like your, your husband says to you something is like, you're not really the person (laughs) that I want anymore. You know, like, I feel like it's often like the people around us that sometimes like raise the flag almost before we raise our own flag Mm -hmm. (laughs) and are like, uh, like you should like reconsider your lifestyle (laughs) or something like that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and then also just the negative, like being surrounded by negative people. I totally feel you on that as well. I feel like, um, and you know how they always say like, you should surround yourself with like the, or you're the five people that you Mm -hmm. surround yourself with, you know, because yeah, that's, that's who you are. Right. And if you're just surrounded by negative people, then that can be uh, pretty, pretty tough on you as well. Yeah. The energy just is like contagious and that it doesn't have to be good energy to be contagious. And so we have to be really cautious of who the people are that we're allowing Mm -hmm. to rub their energy off on us. You know, like we can't, we can't allow negative people to do that. And, you know, sometimes it's, it's hard because it might be our family or it might be our, you know, I mean, it could be anybody, but we have to put those barriers there to where, um, they're not one of the like five that we're getting our energy sources from. Yeah. And I have found too, that when you change or when you are more of a, I don't know, positive self-development kind of person that the people who are closest to you and you can't help that, right? Like your husband or your kids or your, I don't know, whatever, Mm -hmm. they automatically see the change in you and start to shift themselves, even if they don't even realize it. Yes, for sure. 100%. (laughs) Yeah. You're rubbing off on them, I guess at that point. (laughs) Yeah. For me, like I've been going through a lot of personal development lately. Um, you know, just building a business is one thing, but I feel like since I'm focusing more on myself and my own self-development and I had like a really interesting talk with a girlfriend once and she was like, oh yeah, we always like complain about like other people or we complain about our partners, you know, but she's like, you know, we should like talk, like we should look at ourselves first before we're trying to change other people. Mm -hmm. And that's so stuck with me. And I feel like since, since I'm not trying, you know, to change like little things on my partner anymore, but I'm like, you know, always thinking about what can I do to, mm-hmm. to kind of contribute, then that, that shifts everything. Like, it's crazy. It's so, it's like, it's, it sounds so simple, but then it's like so profound. Yeah. I wish the whole world could I figure know. that out. I really do. Like, I wish that the, that more people could figure it out. And I think as entrepreneurs, we, we really, we get like in, whatever, um, in Mm -hmm. self-development, like we dive in usually feet first with self-development and like, we're the people doing that more, I think than any other demographic that there is. But I think that there needs to be more corporate people saying like, Hey, you are employees of mine. Here's this amazing self-development book or, you know, whatever podcast, whatever they want them to listen to. Because nobody ever told me when I was an employee yeah. that I should like yeah. be a better person. <laughs> like it was no, just like, for sure. work oh, and do this I thing. so agree with you. And you know, that it's actually really interesting you say that because um, a lot of, you know, when I tell people I'm a stress management coach, they're like, oh, do you, you, do you do, do you do yoga and meditation or is it like exercise and nutrition? And I'm like, well, those are some tools of how you can manage your stress, but it's actually personal development. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually talking a lot about, you know, limiting beliefs and like things that we experienced in the past and just like bring into everything in our, in our world today, you know, which is, it's not, it's not the, it's not the real reality, you know? So mm-hmm. I totally agree with you. Um, you were saying, and I think that would be a really cool topic kind of to explore a little bit more that um, you're working from home. Mm-hmm. And you have to kind of set set boundaries of like when do you work and when do you not work because when we are at home and we are really passionate about our business, it's very hard to actually say no. Now I actually need to like put everything aside. How do you do it? 
it's still a balancing act still to this day. Um, but when I really, when my husband was like, you need a schedule, um, because that's literally, he was like, you are working all the time. And so we have to figure something out. And I was like, you're, you're totally right. It took me a minute. And then I was like, you're right. <laughs> I need to figure that out. <laughs> um, so for me now it works really well. Both of my kids are in school. So I stop my day when I have to go pick them up, um, is essentially kind of how that works. And so for me personally, I, I put in the things in my calendar that need to be done or, you know, appointments or whatever on a personal level first. And then I let work fill up the gap hours. Mm -hmm. So I will say like, okay, I'm not going to work anymore after I go get the kids, which for me is three o'clock, which Mm -hmm. it's summer. So they're here all the time now, but Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. (laughs) Um, but okay, three o'clock, I'm not going to work anymore past three o'clock. I will then say, okay, but I need to go to the gym sometime today. So I'm going to put that in my calendar, either first thing in the morning or right before I go get the kids. Um, and then it's like, okay, I have to go to the doctor or the chiropractor or whatever. Mm -hmm. All of those things go in first and my work hours are before three o'clock. So whatever I can fit in work-wise, I fit in. Mm -hmm. And of course there's times when I have like a big launch or a big project I'm working on, or, um, we're onboarding a new team member or something where I need to work a little more than I normally do. And I will fit that in, you know, after the kids are like, you know, settled when they get home, or I will sneak away for a little bit in the afternoon once my husband gets home. So for me, it's really just setting that like time limit. Like I'm not going to work past this this time, whether that's 5 p.m. or 4 p.m. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just holding yourself to that. Um, I know a lot of people who, especially um, who have like smaller kids that are not in school or who are trying to deal with like a side hustle while working a corporate job, this gets really hard because it gets muddy, right? Like you can't work on your job during your job. Like it's not they won't let you do that. So, um, that's where, you know, you have to make the decision. Am I going to stay up a little later, sleep a little later? Cause I still believe you should be getting sleep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or am I going to wake up early and get some things done? And for me, like it changes throughout the seasons, you know, right now in the summer, I kind of flip back and forth because sometimes I'm out with my kids until 10 o'clock because it doesn't really get dark till like nine something. Um, so I'm probably going to sleep a little later the next morning. Whereas another day I might wake up at five and get some things done before they're up at eight. So it really is like a balancing act and you have to just figure out what works for you. Um, also having a dedicated office space in your house, if you're working from home, I think is key. I have doors on my office and I will shut them. (laughs) Um, and I've actually been known to shut them and put a sticky note that says no more working on my door because sometimes I'm really like into a project and I really want to work, but I don't really have to. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I'll do that. Yeah. It's having that dedicated space really makes a big difference. Okay. And so what about weekends? Because I feel like weekends for entrepreneurs, I feel like, you know, I've just been an entrepreneur now for five months. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I'm, you know, and I'm, I'm super passionate. I have all these projects going on. And so it's like, is there still really a weekend or like, how do you do it? <laughs> yeah, I, for me, there is, I don't work at all on the weekends. Yeah. Um, and again, obviously there's times when that's not the case. Like for instance, if I traveled all week, I might sneak away during the weekends to do a little bit of work. Um, or if I took off two days during the week to do something, I might, you know, sneak a little work in, but for the most part, I keep those pretty sacred. (laughs) Like I'm like, no working. However, I think, so I think there's a fine line and a really, really careful balance to having having this schedule where you're not overworking, you're doing really well, like you're not, you know, doing too much and not doing enough. Um, because a couple years ago I was like, no more working on the weekends. I'm not working past three. Right. And this is when I also started onboarding some team members who work. So I don't, you know, have to do those things. Yeah. Yeah. And 
I got really complacent in my business and it's just like, well, I'm not working on the weekends. Like I have this big project I should do, but I'm not going to. Um, and so I think there's like, there's just fine balance, but you, I, you at least have to take some days off here and there, whether they're a Monday and a Wednesday and you work Saturday and Sunday or they're Saturday and Sunday. And I think it's really just dependent on your lifestyle and like what you want to do. Like if my husband worked on the weekends, I'd probably work on the weekends. Yeah. Um, but because he doesn't, you know, I feel like that's a good family time for us. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's exactly kind of what I'm experiencing as well, where I'm like, I might take a Thursday off because the weather is super nice and I want to go out and just not think of work for a day. Yeah. Um, but then I might work on a Saturday when I know that my partner is you know working on his truck or he has to work yeah. as, you know so I think yeah you need to find that balance for sure um and I think another really interesting topic you just kind of touched upon was like getting employees and starting to get kind of help mm -hmm. how long did that take you to kind of move into that you know into like okay I'm gonna hire somebody and um yeah how, how has that been for you so it's scary to be like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hire somebody because it's dedicated money. You're losing quote unquote every month when you really, you're not because you're gaining so much more back. Yeah. Um, but I owned my business from 2010 to 2015 without any help. Mm -hmm. Um, and however, I didn't grow during that time either. Like if you look at my tax returns from 2010 to 2015, they're like exactly the same. Like I did not grow. Um, I didn't take on more of I just didn't have that like treating my business like a business situation. It was more like a, a hobby. I'd make a little money here and there to like buy groceries and that was it. Mm -hmm. Um, in 2015 though, is when I, I personally got my head right and was like, I'm going to start treating this like a business. And in order to do that, I needed to get some things off my plate. Um, there's the whole saying, and I don't know who says it. I'm horrible with quotes. I will always claim that it's not mine, but I never remember who actually said it. Um, <laughs> but basically it's a quote that's like, if it's, you know, you cannot build a six figure business doing $10 tasks. Mm -hmm. So if you can outsource this for t 10 or 20 bucks, you shouldn't be doing it because you're trying to build a bigger business. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, it was like we had enough wiggle room for our family finances to where I could outsource a little bit here and there. And it was, mm -hmm. it started small. I mean, I think maybe like five hours a week or something I had my first VA on. Um, and then you know, we brought on a podcast editor at some point when I had my old podcast and we like just little things here and there I would need help with and decide that it wasn't really in the, in the things that I had to be doing. Um, and so now my team is still, is still pretty small. Um, but it's mighty, right. And I have an operations manager. She manages all the things. So like, if, you know, this team member is not doing something right, she's going to be the one who's like, oh, this needs to be done this way. Or um, she manages like my schedule. So like when you emailed, hey, let's be on the podcast, she's the one who went back and okay. scheduled it and that kind of thing. Um, and then I have a general um, admin VA who is amazing. And she does a lot of my like graphics, scheduling things, um, pinning on Pinterest, those kind of things. And then, um, I have a video and podcast editor and that is it. Um, so it's still really small, but for me, like there's no way I could pump out the content that I pump out without those people. Um, I mean, I'm right now at two podcast episodes a week that each have a blog post, a video a week that has a blog post. And there's no way that I could do that without that team but there's also no way that my business would be in the place it is now without that content. So it was one of those sacrifices that I had to make. Yeah. That's so, yeah, it, it, totally, <laughs> it totally makes sense. Right. Like I'm, I'm already like, I, I'm five months in and I'm like, I need help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> much. Um, yeah. Because I'm, you know, I'm doing YouTube, YouTube tutorials as well. And it just takes so long and I'm not a techie, you know, I, I'm, I might be a little bit taggier, I guess, than the general public, but it's still like, it just takes yeah. time. You need to listen and you need to check and you need to cut and, and all of these preparations, it's, there's a lot of time that goes into that. 
Yeah. And a little tip there is, um, I've done this a couple times now, maybe three times. I, um, live in such a small area and, um, I have a lot of like people who will come to me and be like, how do I work from home or whatever? And three times, I believe it's three times now I have brought on people to my team and trained them in like VA tasks or video editing or podcast editing or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then they charge me less than like what a podcast editor would charge. Um, they're getting to be at home with their kids or quit their job or like whatever. Mm -hmm. And now they have skills that they can then go out and market. So for instance, my general, um, admin VA, she, um, she's just, all my whole team is contractors. I don't have any like employees. Um, so she's a contractor for me. I trained her. She came onto my team within a couple months of being on my team. Another friend of mine hired her and then they trained her on some things. And so now she has a thriving VA business where, um, yeah, where she's able to increase her prices and all of that. But for me, it kept, it kept my expenses low, but also I'm able to pour into someone else and help them start a business, which is really, um, something that's like really close to me, you know, my heart. I really love being able to do that. Yeah. That's really great. So If like I, you know, if like entrepreneurs are listening to this podcast right now or people that would like to, uh, that would like to start their own thing. What do you have like a few things like all like learnings from yourself that you are like, those are the five things I wish I would have known yeah. um, when I started. Yeah. So I have three written down. Okay. <laughs> um, one is that no is a full sentence. It is okay to say no. And you should be saying no. Um, There's that quote again, don't know who said it, but it's, um, it's basically, if it's not a heck yes, then it's a heck no. Mm -hmm. So if you are, you know, approached with an idea or approached to participate in something or approached to volunteer at your kid's school or whatever it is, if it's not an automatic, oh my gosh, yes, then it needs to be a no because you only have so much time and your time is precious. And so you need to guard it. So no is absolutely a full sentence. That would be the first thing I would say. Mm -hmm. Um, and I love that because it's like, you don't have to offer explanation. You can just be like, no, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, that's not what's going on right now. Yeah. The other thing is that you can have hobbies that don't make you money. Um, this is something that's really hard, was really hard for me to learn. Um, and a lot of people are just so multi-passionate. We have all of these passions and we love to do, you know, a laundry list of things. And so we think we need to make a business out of all of those things. Like, oh, I love to sew. Oh, I should open an Etsy shop. Oh, I love to, you know, coach people. Oh, I should be a business coach. Oh, I love to um, work out. I should be a fitness coach. And mm -hmm. I, it was really hard for me as a very multi-passionate person to, to like understand this or yeah. like grasp it, so, but it is nail it down. As well. Yes. <laughs> but it's so powerful. Like you're allowed to make money doing one thing and have other things that are hobbies that you don't make money from. So that would definitely be my second thing. And that's really only going to apply to multi-passionate people. Some people can really know, like I'm going down this one path and I'm not going to veer from it. Mm -hmm. Um, but if you're like, I have all the ideas, then it's okay. Have those <laughs> ideas, but like do one thing. Yeah. Um, Big question before that one. So yeah. what did you do at the beginning? Like what was, what were the other like passions that you had? <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I was about that. I'm curious. It might take an hour. Um, no. <laughs> so when I first started my business, when I first, first started, I did a photography business. I had always wanted to be a photographer, um, growing up and I went through iterations. I wanted to be a national geographic photographer. And then I wanted to be a photographer in the army. <laughs> um, and then I learned that like, both of those things could get me killed. So I was like, I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'd always loved photography. So my first, first business in, um, actually like in conjunction with my full-time job was a photography business. Okay. Then I was also at the same time doing the graphic design, which is what I ended up like taking off with. Mm -hmm. Then I did the web design and then I, um, I love, or I used to love, I don't really do it anymore, is this um, process of digital scrapbooking. And so it's like um, scrap, like traditional scrapbooking, but 
on the computer. And I, yeah, I loved it. So I'm like, well, if I love it and I'm a designer, I'm going to create products for it. And Mm -hmm. so I had a shop for that. And then I had a crafty business for a little while. I made signs. Um, And then I did personal (laughs) training. Yeah, I'm not even, I did personal training and nutrition consulting. And then I did the web design and I've done, you know, several things since I've, it's, literally a laundry list but That's now perfect. like yeah it's so funny <laughs> now I know that like I need to be focused to grow like focus mm-hmm. and growth are synonymous terms like you have mm-hmm. to have one with to have the other yeah. and um because of that I have what I call an idea notebook um and I actually have a podcast episode on this um on the grit podcast that came out last week mm-hmm. all about like if you're multi-passionate like how to actually manage that because it's, it can be hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have what I call an idea notebook. And so when I have a good business idea or something I want to do, I write it down in the notebook and somehow that like triggers in my brain that like it's written down. I'm not going to forget it. Uh-huh. And if, and when I hit a certain goal, I will go back to it. So mm-hmm. when I'm making X amount of dollars in this business, I'll go back to that other one. And Mm -hmm. honestly, for me, I've not ever done it. Like I'll hit the goal and then I'm like, eh, I'll keep going. (laughs) So this is actually more fun. Yeah. So it's a really, it can be hard, but it's okay to like want to do multiple things and not do them. (laughs) Okay. I have to ask you another question though on this, because I know that a lot of people will think this right now. Don't you think that you still had to do these different things in order to figure out what you actually really wanted to do? Because isn't it? No, no. Nah. Because I feel like sometimes you need to see that, um, I don't know, maybe, maybe it was just a hobby and, mm-hmm. you know, and you figure out maybe you can't make money on that or you're not as passionate as you thought you were. Mm-hmm. But I feel like sometimes it's, you need that experience in order to be like, oh yeah, I've, I've tried this, but I know now for sure that it's not working and I'm yeah. moving on. I think, um, I think certain personality types, I could really see that. Like you really need to like check it off the box that it was not what was for you. Like for me with photography and, um, the personal training, both of those, I love them both. I love to work out. I love photography. And when I started collecting money for them, I hated them. So I really saw that like that, like I need to protect those. Those are things that I love and, and getting money to do them made me not like them anymore. So, um, in those instances, yeah, I could see that. Um, but really it's more of, I think not necessarily trying everything and kind of see what works, but more of evaluating it before you try it. Mm -hmm. Like, can I really do what it takes to do this? Mm -hmm. Um, do I really have what it takes to have this business? Um, because then I think you can kind of check off some boxes on a yes or no situation and see if it's good before you actually put it into, into the world. Also the business you start with is never the business you end with. So I would guarantee that like 90% of people listening will start with one and end up in a completely different place. I'll end up in a different place. You'll end up in a different place. I promise it's like a thing. And, um, you have to let that be okay but not allow there to be distractions. Um, A lot of times when we try too many things, we don't ever see success because there's too much going on. Um, And I I use an analogy where, um, you know, you've seen those cartoons where the little guy is like digging in the dirt and there's like gold or treasure at the bottom and he gets like an inch from the treasure and then he gives up and he starts digging another hole. Mm -hmm. That's what this is like. So instead of giving up and digging another hole, which would be that other business, if we would have just kept going, the gold is right there. Right. And then if you want to start the other thing, you use the gold to bankroll it, but now you're not wasting the time digging a bunch of half dug holes that never actually got you the profit at the end. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. (laughs) <laughs> okay. I'll leave it at that. Okay, number good. three. Good. Number three. So, um, and this one is just, it's for anybody, whether you're an entrepreneur or in corporate or whatever. And it is to pick a job you love and you'll never have to work a day in your life. Like you have to love what you do. And I think we're, we're conditioned, um, or at least I was 
that work is just sucky and we have to go to work. We have to, yeah, we have to go. We have to make the money. That's just what happens. Nobody likes work. Exactly. Nobody likes it, but we're going to do it for 50 years. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And And then be sick and retire. (laughs) Exactly. It's just not true though. Like it's just not. And so there are, yeah, I mean, sure. In the corporate world, it may be hard to like find the job that you love, but maybe you really want to be the CEO of a company. Um, like you would love that, or maybe you really want to be, um, I don't know, the door greeter at Walmart. Like, I don't, it doesn't matter what it is, but like you have to love it. And we have to get past this conditioned thought that work is miserable, that jobs are miserable, that everybody just goes, everybody dreads Mondays, everybody, you know, Mondays are good. And if you don't feel like Mondays are good, then you need to evaluate and figure it out. Mm -hmm. And I think that it actually causes a lot of stress because if you're in something, like you said it yourself, you were so burned out from your web design business that like, you know, maybe mentally there, you know, you, you weren't very happy anymore and you were thinking negatively and things like that. And I feel like that, that has a lot to do with mental health, actually. Like yeah, people need to understand that. And I, and I think it's a generational thing, right? Like when I look at my parents, like my dad hates his job, but he's yeah. doing it. Like, and I'm yeah. like, just do something else. And he's like, what? Like I cannot, you know, there's just that, that belief that this is just what you're doing, right? Like mm-hmm. you're working in a job for 40 or 50 years and then you retire. And mm-hmm. it's so sad. And I feel like there's so much opportunity out there, you know? And I also always feel like you always have that fear of, you know, you're not going to make money with what you love or something like that. Yeah. But then you see all these people that do. and so. You can yeah. do it too, you know, if you really want it. Totally. I mean, it, I, I I do think you're right. I think it's a generational thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think eventually it will breed out, right? Like we'll eventually get to the point where maybe it that isn't the thought. But I mean, I will, like I, my husband feels this way. Like it's like, well, I'm already, you know, t- a third of the way to retirement. And that just gives me hives. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> like if you hate him, he does really like his job. So it's, yeah. you know, that's great. Um, not everybody's meant to be an entrepreneur. And that's something I have to tell myself because I will find myself like preaching to the girl working at the grocery store. <laughs> like you should start your own business. Like it's so great. Uh, <laughs> but I'm the same way a little bit, but I think it's, yes. uh, it's just a certain type of personality. It's and, you know, like, three years yeah. ago, I would have been like, oh no, like I would never do it. You know, exactly. like, it's, it's, it was a big change in my life as well. So yeah. And it's, it's, we see how great it's been for us. And so we want to just be like, ah, you, you should for all the other people as well. Yeah. But not everybody's meant to be an entrepreneur and that's okay. But you do need to love the job you have in order to have a good life. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, last question before we dive into kind of the, the wrap up questions that I always have for my interview guests. Um, how do you deal with failure or rejection? Like when, you know, when you have like this really amazing idea and then you get an email or an answer or you don't get an answer at all. Like how, how do you deal with these things? You know, you really have to think, or I really have to think like, what is the worst possible scenario? for doing this thing, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm going to send an email to ask for an opportunity, um, or if I'm going to do whatever and they say no, what does that mean? What impact does that have on my life? And, um, 99% of the time it's not death. <laughs> and so it's good. <laughs> like I'm just like, okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I, things re- can really bother us. Um, for me, a lot of times I will, you know, maybe meet somebody in the biggest thing for me, the the hardest thing for me is I will meet somebody in real life. Like I will go to a conference or speak at a conference and meet some people who are bigger, quote unquote, than I am, right? Like they have more followers or they have more subscribers or they have whatever. Mm-hmm. And we have good conversations and, you know, whatever. And then I will reach out to them and ask them to do something and they'll say no. And it's hard not to take that personally. It's hard not to take that like I'm not cool enough to be part of that crowd, you know? Um, and so for me, um, I have to sit down and think about like how it impacts my life. What would that have done? What would a yes have done? What would a no have done? Mm -hmm. And then I have to just bless and release. Like Mm -hmm. it's, um, I was just saying yesterday, actually, I think my Instagram um, post from last night said this in it, but old Jessica, (laughs) um, you know, 2010, 2011 Jessica 
would have like complained about it on Facebook, would have, you know, really just like gotten mad about it and told everybody I knew about how bad this thing was and knew Jessica, um, just like, I just have to bless and release it. Like it wasn't the time for that to happen. And I fully believe like whether you believe in God or the universe or whatever you believe in, um, that there, there are times for things to happen that our lives are on a timeline and our lives are, you know, already kind of laid out for us. That, that higher power knows what's going to happen. Right. Yeah. And this is where a lot of people, like, I love getting deja vu. Cause I, I'm like, Oh, I'm right where I'm supposed to be. <laughs> um, or people yeah. talk about like angel numbers, like, Oh, they'll see like two, two, two or eight, eight, eight or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Oh, I'm right where I'm supposed to be. And I, I think, just turned 33 and I thought it was a perfect, like, yes, <laughs> perfect I'm, I'm 33 as well. <laughs> yeah. So that's a great number. So yeah. It is. I agree. It's an angel number. It's great. Yeah. And I think a lot of times we get in this thought process that like it we missed something, but it really just wasn't the time for that thing. Um, now that shouldn't be confused with not putting in the work, right? Like yes. um, I think a lot of times people want to sit back and let things happen to them, um, which is definitely not what you should do. But if you get a no, or you have failure of some kind, just know that it just wasn't the right time for right now. That doesn't mean it won't happen later. That doesn't mean it um, isn't something that wasn't supposed to happen at all. Um, There's an old country song. Don't remember who sings it. That's like, thank God for unanswered prayers. You never know that that thing that you got to know from or that failure wouldn't have like completely changed the trajectory of your life. And so you have to, you have to view things like that and it takes some practice. So I would just like advise you to like practice that if that's something you struggle with. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like one of the things that I also like to tell, tell already other people that I'm, you know, talking to and that maybe build their businesses or that, that are planning to is don't like sometimes, of course, sometimes you take no for an answer, you know, but sometimes like if somebody doesn't reply, don't take it personally. Like ask them again, people are busy. Like mm-hmm. I usually email people three times <laughs> if I haven't gotten an answer. Um, because I'm just like, I'm just, and I'm just friendly. And I just assume that I'm not their priority and they might have missed my email, you know? Yeah. And then at the third time I'm like, okay, like this person seemingly doesn't want to talk to me. I've tried and then I, I will totally let it go. But I feel like just trying once and maybe not hearing from somebody is not, doesn't mean that they're not interested in you really, you know? Totally. I'm in a um, PR program right now where we're pitching me to be on like the media and mm-hmm write articles and like be on podcasts and whatever. Mm -hmm. And one of the practices in the thing is like, as soon as you send the email, put a reminder in your calendar to check back in on it and send another one. Mm -hmm. Because especially in that world, think of like how many emails a day, like a producer or an editor gets, like it's a lot and they're getting all these pitches from people. And so we have to, we have to realize that like, nobody's taking it as hard or thinking about us as much as we are, (laughs) you know, like that person wasn't like, Oh my gosh, I hate them. Write them off. Like that's not what happens. happens. Yeah. Yeah. We think that's the story that we tell ourselves because (laughs) we, we have our, you know, our self doubts as well as entrepreneurs, but that's 99% I think in like, yeah. Oh, totally. I agree. So yeah. All right. So final questions um, at the end of every podcast that I'm doing is first question. What are you most grateful for in your life? I am most grateful to be able to do whatever the heck I want, whenever the heck I want. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, I did a, I did a, a middle school career day here just recently <laughs> and they had to ask like a a set of questions to everybody that they went up to. And one of them was, what's the best part of your job? And I said that I'm my own boss. Like I don't have to follow rules. Um, and you know, obviously I'm grateful for my family and I'm grateful for my kids and my husband, but I'm grateful that I get to spend more time with them. And I'm grateful that I get to take off and go get them from school. I'm grateful that they're here with me this summer. And all of that comes down to me being grateful for being able to build this business, you know? Yeah, that's really cool. And do you have like three wisdoms that that you live by or that have like really impacted your life in a positive way? 
Yeah. So I'm going to go back to the no is a full sentence thing. Cause mm-hmm. that's like a real one that I live by. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second one is a quote from Will Smith. I will remember who does that. Cause I can remember <laughs> him. Um, and that is don't have a plan B. It distracts you from plan A. Mm. And because I'm such a multi-passionate person, it's so easy for me to be like, oh, well, if this doesn't work in a month, I'll go turn to this thing or mm. whatever. And we, we have to be focused, you know? Um, and then, you know, really, really remembering that we are the combination of the five people we hang out with the most and being very protective of who those people are. Um, that's really important to me. And I'm, I do way better at it now than I used to. And I am very intentional about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So true. And, um, do you have any books or a book that you've been reading maybe multiple times or that has like changed your life Mm -hmm. that you would share with the listeners? Yeah. And so it's a little contra, it's not controversial unless you know the like controversy behind it, I guess. But, um, I love Rachel Hollis. I think she's doing a great job at like inspiring women and both of her books, girl, wash your face and girl, stop apologizing are ones that I'll come back to over and over. And it's not because I learned something life-changing like that's neither book did I take a note down and was like, Oh, this was amazing. It was more because she reminded me a lot of myself and I could see myself in her and it gave me the motivation or the destination, right. That I know that if she can do it, I can too. Cause we're very similar in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. So those two were mine, but I honestly think finding a book or a podcast where you can really put yourself in that person's shoes, like, they're from the same area as you, or they have the same upbringing or whatever. That is key. Cause I, 99% of people are like, eh, the books were okay. Or some people hate her, <laughs> which is a whole nother thing, yeah. um, which is fine. But we have to find something that we identify with the person. Mm-hmm. Um, I almost think that's more important than the actual contents of the book. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's a really interesting perspective. Yeah. That's, that's, and it's really true. Yeah. And I feel like it's like one of the words that came into my mind is also like, it gave you almost permission to be the person that you are. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it can be really hard to feel. I, I like personality tests because they make me feel less crazy. <laughs> I've said that a lot. I've you just probably read heard that me. on your Instagram. Yeah. And I do. I love them because it's like, oh my gosh, well, if this is a personality type, that means I'm not the only one in the world that is like this because my husband is very, um, he's very traditional. He's very like, I'm going to go to my job. I'm going to, you know, whatever he doesn't, he isn't bothered by that. Um, he's also very like, nobody would ever say he was like a mean person or, um, you know, anything like that. And we are just very, very different. And I would like, especially in the beginning of our marriage, because I was around his family a lot, um, because we built a house near them and things like that. I started to feel like I wasn't like, right. There was something wrong there, you know, Uh and because I didn't think of things the same way they do, or because I didn't act the same way they do or whatever. And personality tests make me be like, Oh my gosh, like, no, this is like a thing. And so I think anytime like a book or an author or a podcast or anything makes you feel that way, it's going to be empowering because you're like, I don't have to be just like everybody else to be successful or whatever. For sure. So here's the question. Do you believe in astrology as well then? I do believe in astrology. I don't study it very much though. Yeah. that's like I have just a lot of friends around me that are like super into it I haven't really been really into it myself but now that when I have like a bad day or I feel like super emotional or something's going on they're like oh yeah it's the moon is in whatever (laughs) and I'm like totally makes sense you know like it always that's kind of the same feeling that I get that you just described when where you're like oh you don't feel as crazy anymore because there's like this outside force that is totally and seeing you. <laughs> totally, totally. I mean, it's, it's, we have to have those things in our life or we're going to feel crazy all the time yeah. because none of us are the same. You know, we're all so different. And for us to feel like we should be the same is insane. But a lot of times we feel that way because that's what we're being fed. And yeah. so we have to control the narrative again with like controlling the five people, you have to control the narrative you're being fed too. Mm-hmm. And so that goes, that even goes deeper to like Instagram and 
YouTube and Facebook, like the people you're following there or seeing there are feeding into what you believe about yourself and the world and politics and religion and like whatever. Um, and so you choose who you follow, right? And there's a lot of times I unfollow people. There's a lot of times that I, on Facebook, the amount of family members that I do not see there on Facebook is a lot. Like, don't tell them, but it's a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, my mom will be like, did you see so-and-so's post? And I'm like, "Mm, nope, (laughs) because I blocked them because I just didn't need it in my life anymore. Um, And it's because it's, it was always like a negative thing. Like they were always complaining or it was annoying to me. And it just made me want to go back to revert to old Jessica where I'd want to like attack them on Facebook or whatever. Yeah. And I think we all have this, um, this happen around like election times. And I don't know how involved you are in politics since you're not... Yeah, yeah. I mean, you hear it. I mean, Americans talk a lot about a lot about it, but I'm um, officially not allowed to vote yet because I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm yeah, well, it's, like, oh, it's interesting. Like you know, like I I observe it, but yeah. right. And that's what I thought. Like maybe I, I wasn't sure if you were really into it, but even though you couldn't necessarily do anything about it, but um, <laughs> politics anytime around a, an election you're never going to agree with all the people that you follow on Instagram or follow on Facebook or, you know, whatever, whatever your politics are, whatever your beliefs are, you will never agree. Like we're never going to agree. That's why there's two parties. And that's why there has been since the inception of the U S. Um, and so for me, like you have to guard that. If you have a belief, that's great. You need to, if, if it makes you feel like you need to attack other people, because that is not being a good human. <laughs> um, if it makes you feel like you need to attack other people or that you need to do something that's like in an angry way, then instead of doing that, like take inventory of who you're following and take responsibility and unhi- like hide their feed or unfollow them until the election is over or like whatever. Yeah. Um, but that's the best example I know to give because it's in real time. But I mean, every single day you should be like, okay, that didn't make me feel good. I'm going to unfollow them. Yeah. No, 100%. I'm totally the same way. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I always say that it's like my German trait because I'm just like, yeah, no, like I, I just don't need this in my life. Um, And like so many people feel affected by it, but still look at it. And I'm like, why? Yes. <laughs> Just get it out of your life, you know? Yeah. Maybe that's me too. Cause I'm German. So exactly. <laughs> I'm just not as yeah. German as you are. <laughs> yeah. Second generation. Exactly. Um, so what's next for you, Jessica? So you just started your grid podcast. Um, I think it's like six weeks ago or maybe two months already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. About six weeks. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and I'm loving that. Um, it's, it's been, it's a new turn for me because it's more that motivational self-development kind of situation. And that's very different from like a step-by-step here's five tips on how to do this thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm in five minutes, totally. And I'm obsessed with it. I love it so much. And since I launched it, um, it has been in the top 100 business podcasts since launch, which has been amazing. Um, it's been the new and noteworthy in the health and business category. Like I couldn't have asked for better. Um, so that's definitely continuing into the future. Um, and honestly, when somebody asks me my next plans, I always say world domination. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I really have this desire to like a book is definitely on the horizon. I don't know exactly when I have chapters written here and there, but I, I I'm sure they won't ever those probably won't ever see the light of day, but a book eventually will. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, really, I want to do events and um, more motivational thing and start keynoting rather than I do. A, I mean, I, I speak a lot, but it's not usually like keynotes, mm-hmm. um, that motivational kick in the butt kind of thing. And I really want to do more of that. So that's really what the next phase of the Jessica business looks like is really like stepping into that power mm-hmm. and you know, hopefully impacting more and more people. Cause like I say, I think that entrepreneurs do a decent job at self-development. I don't think the rest of the population does. And I'd love to be that person who somehow impacted that along the way. Yeah. I love that. And maybe we can help each other because it's yes. definitely, 
that's definitely 100% on my radar and where I feel like people, people need to understand, like, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm talking to companies and I'm like, you, you need a stress management training. And they're still like, Oh, it's meditation. No, we don't want that. And I'm like, oh, so much more. Okay. Maybe yeah. I need another word. <laughs> right. Maybe, maybe you need to call it something else. Exactly. Like, be like, we need, we're going to sit around and drink some beer and then exactly. they'll like it. They'll be like, yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or, or I also often think like they're very open about like career development, you know, mm -hmm. like when you talk about career development, they're always like, oh yeah, we, we totally need this, you know, but stress yeah. management oh, has always this like negative stigma. So yeah, you, you know, it goes back to that, um, that saying of you need to sell them what they want, but give them what they need. Exactly. Right. Yes. So like sell them what they want. Like if they want career development and you're like, eh, I don't love that that's okay. Sell them that and then go over here and give them the exactly. stress and give them know. what they need. Yeah. Yeah. True. Good tip. Um, so I, I mean, I know where, how to find you, but maybe for the other people that listen to you for the first time, how can they find you? Sure. So my favorite platform right now is Instagram. So my, it's just my name on Instagram, Jessica Stansberry. Um, and YouTube, same thing. You can find me by my name. And then my new podcast is just called Grit, G-R-I-T. So you can search that in any podcast player or go to gritpodcast.co. Cool. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure to have you and um, I wish you all the best. I have no doubts that you're totally gonna get to world domination. Um, so, uh, so yeah, good luck with that. And thank you so much for taking the time to be here with me today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I've had a ton of fun. Okay, thank you. Bye, Jessica. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, I would be extremely happy and grateful if you could leave me a comment and a five-star rating. If you know someone who would benefit from the information I talked about today, please feel free to share it with them, no matter if it is your friends, your colleagues and or your family members. You will always find all links and a summary of the podcast in the show notes. It would be great if we could connect on Instagram or via email. You can find all details of how to find me in the show notes as well. In that way, you can also send me any questions that you might have. And as I mentioned, I also have a wonderful YouTube channel now where you can post comments and questions. So please reach out. I'm glad you're listening to this podcast. Thank you so much for your trust. With gratitude, Julia.